Well, so greenwashing is more or less when uh, a brand will take a product or a concept or a part of their manufacturing that maybe is not sustainable or eco-friendly, but they're spinning it in a way that they're trying to make the consumer think that it is. So it could be, you know, they're using a fabric that's that's not sustainable, but they're saying that it is or using phrasing to imply that it is. Um, or they're saying they're, you know, made in the USA and maybe they're just putting the care label on here and they're not actually making the garment here. Um, there are loopholes and there's all sorts of things that go on in the industry. False advertising in the form of greenwashing, retail life during and after COVID, how the world of fashion is changing in a stark new reality where environmental concerns have been brought to the forefront like never before. And how, like never before, the importance of choosing sustainable products for everyday life is critical to saving the planet. This and more in the first episode of a new three-part series, Sustainable Fashion, What You Need to Know, on the Diamond Disruptor Podcast. The people that haven't heard about lab-grown diamonds or really don't know what they are, are, are really stuck in an old mindset. And, and you know what? This is one of those product categories where monthly the yes. numbers are changing. Laboratory-grown diamond or a created diamond is uh, chemically, physically, optically, atomically the same as the diamond mined from the earth. Hi, I'm Clark Watts, host of the Diamond Disruptor podcast. Many of us in this time of lingering lockdown remain stuck working from home. For some, that's been a dream come true. For me, uh, not so much. I get a lot more done having a place to go. If you're like me, having a safe, socially distanced office space to, say, produce this podcast, it's really invaluable. I make this show at Phase 2, that's T-W-O, in Los Angeles, California. If you're in the area and you're looking for a private office or just a community desk space to work on whatever it is you do, in a facility that's taking all the right precautions during a pandemic, I can't recommend Phase 2 enough. Check out their site, phase2space.com. That's phase, T-W-O, and the word space.com. And follow them on Instagram, at phase2space. So here we are, still in a similar space as we last left you when we talked lockdown culture. I mean, I'm in LA and we're still locked down to a degree. Bars are still closed. Indoor dining was open for a time and now it's closed again. Brick-and-mortar retail stores, for the most part, are open. But if you hear that and think to yourself, uh, yeah, but which ones are even still left? Well, you're not alone, wondering how the retail that's still standing will continue to survive. When it comes to fashion, maybe the answer is that retail that should survive is that which is the most critical to the planet's survival. The last thing I'm trying to be here is such a doomsayer. We are totally inundated right now with news of continuing COVID outbreaks, wildfires in the States, and warnings that climate change is fueling planet devastation. It's been nothing short of exhausting. But we still need clothes. We still want jewelry. And now, right now in 2020, there's never been more companies than in the present who are creating fashion with environmental responsibility in mind and seeking to educate on the invaluable virtues of shopping with care. The founder of our company, Dana Weinstein, she's been in the LA apparel industry for a long time. And um, something that she became really 
interested in and invested in was sustainability, ethical manufacturing, and everything that was the opposite of where the fashion industry was going with outsourcing and fast fashion and taking things overseas, um, all of those things. So the opportunity presented itself for her to develop a line and she knew that it had to be, you know, a hundred percent sustainable basically from day one. That's, that was her passion still is. Uh, it's one of my, that's Claire Hoppy, H O P P E designer and creative director at LA relaxed. Claire came to phase two, my co-working space for a socially distanced chat about the LA relaxed sustainable mission. She even brought me some masks made from plant-based fabrics, organic cotton, and lyocell and modal. LA Relaxed is based out of downtown Los Angeles. They create sustainable loungewear for women, shipping worldwide, and they've been doing it since 2015. But as I learned, much like Larkin Berry, there's nothing relaxed about the company's mission to manufacture with the utmost environmental responsibility and to change how consumers regard their clothes sourcing. Yeah, we work with a lot of the Lyocell and Modal. Those are both um, fibers that are coming from the company Tencel. That's the brand name. Okay. Those are both made from plant-based wood pulp. So either um, eucalyptus, beechwood, and they're sustainably grown. So it's not causing deforestation. Then there's also sustainably processed. They run them through a closed loop system where it recycles the water and the chemicals and all of that. So it's it's not just dumping all these toxic chemicals into the nearby river over and over again. Right. Um, hemp is really an amazing um, fiber because it can be grown in nutrient-poor soil. So in places where it might be harder to grow something else, you can grow hemp and it will thrive. It doesn't use a lot of water. And it actually leaves the soil better than it it would have been prior to the hemp. Um, okay. So it's it's really environmentally friendly, not just like on on the level of the person wearing it, but all around the whole um, growing and harvesting process. And then organic cotton is way better than conventional cotton because it's grown with non-GMO seeds and without pesticides. And a lot of the water uh, used to grow the cotton is rainwater as much as possible. And then when they process that fiber, they process it without the same harsh bleaches and chemicals that conventional cotton uses. What I love about LA Relax is also like Larkin Berry, you can see right on their website and their social channels just how upfront they are about creating with environmental responsibility. You might be wondering, as I was, what these sustainable materials are and why they're different than typical fast fashion materials. And what's fast fashion, you might be asking? We'll get to that too. When you start looking into a brand like LA Relax Sustainable Clothing, you know you're on the right track when you see they manufacture with materials like organic cotton, modal, linen, lyocell, and hemp. But just what is this stuff? As I discovered, there's no better source than the Fabric Matters section of the LA Relaxed website. Check it out at larelaxed.com. Let's learn a little, shall we? Modal is sourced from the lensing plant in Austria. Modal is made from sustainably grown beech trees. That's B-E-E-C-H. And it's processed using the same closed-loop system as Lyocell. Modal offers incomparable softness and breathability. Organic cotton. Grown without pesticides from GMO-free seeds using rainwater. The organic cotton growth process prevents chemicals from seeping into the soil and groundwater. This makes it safer and healthier for farmers and their communities. 
and for our skin, it's wonderful since it gets softer with each wash. Linen, you may already know, of course, as go-to material for bed sheets, but were you aware of its stellar sustainable benefits? I was not. Linen is sourced from the flax plant, which uses a minimal amount of water and can be grown without fertilizer or pesticides. The final fabric is highly durable, yet feels cool and fresh on the skin, making it a perennial warm climate favorite. Hemp. Hey, you can't take two steps in LA and not hear something about the benefits of this plant, which for ages, people from all walks of life in different industries have battled for its legalization. And here's a key reason. You can make so much with it. Hemp is a soil enriching crop, leaving a welcoming place for other crops to grow behind it, as well as being pesticide free. The final fabric is long lasting, naturally UV resistant and antibacterial. Plus it blends fantastically with organic cotton. And lastly, Lyocell, that's L-Y-O-C-E-L-L. -L. It's made primarily from the eucalyptus plant. Lyocell is derived from pulp made in a closed loop process that saves water and recycles chemicals. The final fabric is naturally antimicrobial and breathable. Pretty interesting, I mean, did you know all this stuff? This was a learning experience for me. And eucalyptus, is that, does that a lot of that come from Australia? Is that? Uh, most of it comes from Austria, actually. <laughs> Oh, okay. They're spelled similarly. They are. Maybe yeah. there's a link there. <laughs> Learning of all these sustainable materials to make clothing from Claire Hoppy and LA Relax is great. As I was saying at the top of the show, COVID, wildfires, mass protests that are in part highlighting the dangers to the environment that fast fashion represents. It's like Earth is begging us to start doing right in every avenue of consumption. I mean, listen to this from a well-researched piece by TechCrunch. And this is from 2019. Traditional fashion is killing the planet. Every year, the textile industry alone spits out 1.2 billion tons of greenhouse gases, more than all marine shipping vessels and international flights combined, and consumes 98 million tons of oil. Textile dyeing is the second largest polluter of clean water. And on the whole, the apparel industry accounts for 10% of all greenhouse emissions worldwide. Worst of all, the clothes produced by this massive resource consumption are rapidly discarded. In 2015, 73% of the total material used to make clothes ended up incinerated or landfilled, according to a study by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Alarming, to say the least. But of course, the growing sustainable fashion market is competitive too. It remains the case that people want to be fashionable, regardless of how their clothing is coming to be. Fashionable loungewear was becoming a thing before so many of us were forced into working from home. LA Relaxed was on top of this trend from the moment it started. Maybe they even saw it coming. It's that sort of ingenuity coupled with their tasteful designs that's led them to be a leader in the field. Not only has LA Relaxed sustainable loungewear aesthetic taken off in a big way in times of COVID, but as it turns out, manufacturing domestically with a keen eye for fair treatment of workers and care towards environmental concern was a great business approach during the time of lockdown. So tell me about the, the facility, like you guys do everything in, in one space, right? The manufacturing and the administrative and everything. We do. Um, we call it vertical manufacturing because we're doing everything yeah. more or less under one roof. And that's not something, of course... I mean, you told me on on the way in here that you guys are as busy as ever, but people are are, are obviously having to come into working from home is not an option when you're when you're sewing and and whatever else. So, 
Well, how, how are you guys handling all the COVID stuff? Well, the good thing about doing everything domestically and doing it in-house is that you can pivot really quick. So we kind of reconfigured our warehouse space and our sewing machines and our inspection tables and all of that to allow for the distancing. Um, we were able to do that back in March. And anyone that could work from home, we, we've allowed that right. um, and encouraged that. But like you said, when you're actually making products, you, the, the majority of, of our employees have to come in. And, um, so in addition to the social distancing, we've, you know, we've got temperature checks. We've got plenty of hand sanitizer, just really keeping things extra clean and staggered shifts when we can just to minimize the amount of people in there at any one time. And then we're just really not having any visitors or, you know, outside people coming in right now. Well, that actually sort of works as a segue, because if you would, I, I want to kind of get into some of the politics of fashion. What does fast fashion mean exactly? I mean, when you hear it. There's a lot of companies based in LA. Um, the design is done here. Uh, everything is produced overseas. It's all knockoffs, more or less. Fast fashion is just a little bit different in that it's being done, you know, the, the turn time from development to final production is crazy fast. There's not a lot of consideration being taken for the, you know, the workers. And that's across all levels. That's from the design and administration down through to the factories. And then it's also fast in the sense of the life cycle of the product. These aren't things that are going to last for a decade. They're not going to turn into vintage in 15, 20 years. They're going to fall apart and they're going to end up in a landfill. And the, the, the little care taken for the environment is kind of inherent in that, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no thought to, um, shipping and trying to offset the, you know, the shipping and the transportation or minimizing waste in the fabric and all those things sort of take time to plan out. And when you're working on, you know, the fast fashion model, there's just no time to really consider that. I was so glad Claire had a lot to say on the topic of fast fashion. Of course, I had heard the term, but I have a lot to learn on just what all is inherent in it. As I touched on with that quote from TechCrunch, and as Claire would teach me, it's not just the lack of care and materials. It's the shipping overseas. It's the outsourcing of production to other companies overseas for the cheapest labor, with little to no eye kept on methods of production. And it's just fast. Too fast, like fast food. Sure, a drive through burger does the job when we're hungry, but it's hardly nourishing in any aspect. And the factory farming practices that often lead to creating that burger patty, we shudder to think as we learn more and more. And look, my tract here in illuminating the concerns over what fast fashion is doing to the planet and people, it's not meant as a condemnation of you, the listener. I'll put it on me. I have bought fast fashion. I have bought fast food. It's just easy. It wasn't until I started working for Larkin Berry even that I sort of had my wake-up call that there's even a better way to do diamonds for the planet, as in totally sustainable, environmentally responsible, and the same quality or better as a mine diamond, and at such less cost for the planet. I'm just starting to notice now and care, and I'm seeking to change the way I live and consume. I saw firsthand during the police protests in LA mere months ago that there was a whole litany of things people want to change about the way we humans operate. On Melrose Avenue, where all the luxury stores are, there were graffiti messages, things like down with fast fashion. 
I'm not endorsing rioting, vandalism, or looting, of course. My whole point is just that the amount of people who care now and who are up in arms about it is increasing. So why not learn more about the concerns over fast fashion, what it means for Earth, and what we can do differently? A pair of jeans in a major department store that's $20 and looks enough like a designer sustainable brand, we just buy it. Why not? It's easy. It makes me think of that old saying, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And it's not just fast fashion an environmentally conscious consumer need watch out for. As I learned from Claire, there's also things like greenwashing. Well, so greenwashing is more or less when uh, a brand will take a product or a concept or a part of their manufacturing that maybe is not sustainable or eco-friendly, but they're spinning it in a way that they're trying to make the consumer think that it is. Um, so it could be, you know, they're using a fabric that's, that's not sustainable, but they're saying that it is, or using phrasing to imply that it is. Um, or they're saying they're, you know, made in the USA and maybe they're just putting the care label on here and they're not actually making the garment here. Um, there are loopholes and there's all sorts of things that go on in the industry, but, um, just like with anything with the advent of, sustainability becoming a hot topic. Of course, you've got companies that are going to try to um, try to take that and use it for their branding without doing the work. And the FTC does crack down on that, right? Mislabeling things, mismarketing things. Is that, can they be slow to sometimes or what do you, what have you noticed? Well, I think that there's a lot of um, creativity. And so when one thing gets you sort of exposed or cracked down on you know, companies have ways of, of finding a different spin. Um, and I think, you know, I don't want to say that people have to be perfect to be sustainable or eco-friendly. Um, but the issue is when there's not transparency. Um, but it does lead to confusion for the consumer. I think that's the bigger problem is that people don't know what sustainability really is, what, what makes an eco-friendly fabric, what makes manufacturing ethical, um, so we just really try to focus on education, um, on our website, on our social channels, with our emails, um, and try to let our consumers know what does this even mean? Why is this sustainable? Why is it eco-friendly? You know, who's making these clothes? Like we try to showcase that because I think that's the best way to spread the message and to clear up some of the confusion. I think a big thing is price point. People expect to pay five or ten dollars for a t-shirt. Oh, and yeah. They think that you're ripping them off if you're charging more. But you have to think about a human being is taking time to make this garment. If you're buying a t-shirt for five dollars and that is covering not only the fabric, the labor, the shipping, but also the margin for the retailer, how fairly could that person have been paid? Unfortunately, as I'm starting to learn, there's a growing list of tactics companies may employ to mislead consumers. LA Relax uses bits of sustainable leftover fabric stock to make their unisex face masks. But this practice of using leftover fabrics can sometimes be twisted around in nefarious ways by clothing companies. So dead stock, I mean, it can be a great way to use up fabric that was not going to get used. Um, and, and dead stock just means that the fabric was um, maybe overproduced or left over. Um, the mill might have had it or a fabric converter. And 
nobody wanted it. Maybe they overproduced it or there was something, you know, the color was off and the original buyer didn't want it. And that fabric was going to be either just going to sit there on the shelf or it's going to go to the landfill because it wasn't, wasn't going to be used. Um, so some companies have gotten creative and are buying dead stock fabric as a way to, um, use it and find a way to give it, you know, kind of a renewed life. Um, but dead stock is really ripe for greenwashing because you can take fabric that's got any content. And if you call it dead stock, well, now it's sustainable, but it doesn't really mean it was dead stock. I mean, people could have just gone to their regular mill or fabric supplier and bought the fabric. There's levels of spin that could be involved. Yeah. It could be on the factory side. It could be on the brand side. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of margin for error. And I've seen some brands do it in a really responsible way where it's not the core of their business, but maybe they had access to some material and they were able to really use it for a good purpose. But there's other brands where it's really sort of the the core and their foundation. And that's where I think there's just a lot of questions. What is there one chief checks and balances system or, or organization that, that vets someone's sustainable label as far as fashion? Well, on the sustainability side with the fibers, yes. If you're buying from a certified, um, you know, yarn supplier like Lensing or Tencel, or if you've got an Ecotech certification or it's got certified organic cotton, that's a lot easier to sort of prove because all those companies provide certificates and different sort of levels of verification. But that doesn't exist in the same way for the labor side of things. That's where I think it's um, it's a lot easier for people to kind of slip through the cracks because you might be using a sustainable fabric, but if you're paying your sewers by the piece, not by the hour, then it can get a little bit confusing. So all to say, it stands to reason that you have to be a conscious consumer out there. Even when shopping for sustainable clothing, do research on the companies you're buying from, ask questions, read reviews. Before I had to let Claire go, I wanted her parting insight on what kind of shopper LA Relax is encountering and to learn if within that framework, there's one type of customer, so to speak, who seeks out sustainable fashion. Maybe there's insight to be gleaned into how we can coax those still on the fence or those simply still unaware about sustainable fashion alternatives into shopping for goods made best for earth. Whether it's feedback you guys actually get or or when you're just sort of thinking about the consumer out there that you'd like to kind of steer towards sustainable fashion, uh, I mean, what would you say to them? And how, how do you sort of turn someone to that side? I think this is sort of a tricky topic because a lot of people just can't afford to spend more money on their clothing. They can't afford it. Um, you know, we have a huge socioeconomic problem in this country. And how can you tell somebody that's making minimum wage and supporting a family that they're irresponsible if they're not spending a hundred dollars on a dress? It's just not fair. Sure. So something that we try to do to help at least a little bit in that area is that we do keep our prices pretty affordable for the quality, um, A lot of brands using the same kind of fabrics we do from the same mills are charging double. Um, 
or more. Uh, and and it's, it's not that they're doing anything wrong by that because it is a high quality um, and we are paying fairly. And most of these companies that are in the sustainable sort of ethical realm are, are doing the same thing we're doing and they're really doing it right. But it's important for us to reach as many people as we can and to help sort of change that thinking that, um, you know, oh, this out of my price range, out of my category. So we keep our, our prices fair and we've got a range of offerings on our site. Some things are more expensive and some things are, um, you know, we have a $12 camisole. Um, so we really hope that anyone that's interested would be able to come to our site and find something that they can afford. Right. More and more brands, if they were to switch over to, if nothing else, sustainable fabrics, it would help hugely with the cost because it does cost more to get an organic cotton or a lyocell. Um, but if everyone was doing it and mills knew that they could stock that yarn and invest in it, and the yarn producers knew that there was a greater demand, then you'd see prices start to equalize. Um, And that would allow the consumer to make the choice that they might want to make but can't afford right now. Like Claire said, people shouldn't always be scared off by the sometimes high pricing of sustainable clothing and jewelry. With Larkin Berry Culture Jewelry, for instance, again, you're getting the same or better quality as mine diamonds and stones, and it's actually at a more fair price than that jewelry. And as Claire said, with sustainable fashion, there are affordable options. Not only that, but clothes like those which are made by LA Relaxed, they're just great quality too. They're going to last you. There's nothing fast about it. Better materials for the planet and made into clothes by people who are being paid a fair wage on top of it all. The more companies that begin to adopt these practices, the faster we can get on the right track to building a guaranteed future for our grandchildren and our grandchildren's grandchildren. You can find LA Relaxed online at larelaxed.com and follow them on Instagram at LA Relaxed. This is just the first in a series I'm doing with sustainable fashion brand leaders and otherwise those with deep knowledge of this movement. Please subscribe to our show on any platform you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon with episode two. Larkin Barry wants everyone to learn more about cultured diamonds, the more environmentally responsible option in diamonds. We want everyone to know you have a choice now in buying luxury jewelry and that there is only one choice that's truly sustainable for the future, and that's cultured jewelry whether it's diamonds, emeralds, or sapphires. Subscribe to The Diamond Disruptor on your chosen platform for podcasts, and please rate and review us. Go to LarkinBerry.com to see the brand's jewelry, and follow Larkin Berry on social media, at LarkinBerry.com.